Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. The PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like, subscribe, but leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny Venerable on this audio-only pod with Bo Brock talking all things Arizona Cardinals, the flaming building that is this franchise right now, Bo. And it starts at the top. It starts with the front office led by Steve Kime, and right now, more importantly, this coaching staff that's led by Cliff Kingsbury. And I. I want to start there. I want to dive in to the dynamic that is Cliff Kingsbury and really how did we get to this point? Because a year ago, if you turn the clocks back a year, he's the favorite to win coach of the year. Everybody is anointing him. He's winning games with Colt McCoy. And now you fast forward, even with a contract extension, Bo, it's it's basically over. In the mind of Cardinal fans, it is over. Now, whether or not he's fired, national media may disagree, I, I think it's almost impossible for Cliff to kind of turn the tables on this, especially if they were to go in the offseason with him. It would be absolutely brutal, the, the punishment he would take, you know, off the field. How did we get to this point with Cliff Kingsbury? And did you see this coming after, after the end of last year? No, I, I didn't see this coming. I thought that this team had the ability to uh, revert back to its winning ways at the beginning of last season. And, and obviously that was a belief that was from in the front office ownership. Um, and, and there was a belief that they had made enough strides last year with Cliff Kingsbury, with Kyler Murray, that after, you know, enduring some hiccups, having their star wide receiver go down to injury and not anticipating a PED suspension that they were able to kind of get back to where they were at, you know, seven and oh uh, ten and two leading the nfc west before things quickly slipped through their grasp and and i understand you know cliff kingsbury the most polarizing figure in the arizona cardinals organization has been for a long time you know since this unorthodox hire happened as he was a failed college coach and you know as they were winning people kind of thought it was fool's gold and they were skeptical all along and they're, they're proving to be right but I, I will say like the success early on for Cliff Kingsbury, uh, it, it wasn't just by accident. Like you, you don't win games on accident in this league. I think that Cliff Kingsbury did enough to, to win those games, but where he's fallen short and where I think it's been, it's proving that you can't go forward is he is not the caliber of coach to elevate talent. And as far as the NFL game of chess, he's a very poor chess player. Like he's got his gifts, right? He's got his strategy, but once you take that strategy out, once you 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 once you have the correct strategy to combat that, he's he's done, right? You can beat him in three moves. 
And, you know, that's, that's really unfortunate for the Arizona Cardinals. I, I don't think it takes away from his ability to win more games uh, each and every season as the head coach. And it, you can't deny how this team improved offensively. I know there's a bunch of people that are, will, will point to, you know, third and long draws and the, the endless amount of screen passes to wide receivers. But look, you look, you look at any NFL offense and those are all in the playbook. And I just think that, as far as the execution, it wasn't there. But as far as Cliff Kingsbury, he just seems to be overmatched these days. And it just seems inevitable as far as irreconcilable differences for this team uh, to end in divorce with Cliff Kingsbury. It's unfortunate, too, because I do f- feel like this is the first year that he has fit all the narratives that have been, uh, I think, unfairly placed on him. Sure. Because nobody watched this team in 2019 outside of this market. And he was I thought he was pretty good in 2019. I thought he was creative. I thought he elevated players offensively that had no business, you know, doing as well as they did. And I know they went through the rough patches, but that that was a team in 2018 with one of the worst. It was a Denver Bronco-esque offensive season. And he turned them into, I think, like 13th overall via football outsiders offensively. And Kyler had a big part of that. But I was I was pretty bullish on Cliff Kingsbury. And, you know, say what you want, 2020, they had the, you know, the, ridiculous fall from grace second half of the season. But I also think they were overachieving that year. They beat Buffalo. They're six and three. I was still high on him. I, he wasn't perfect. And then you get, you get into last year and I, I was convinced probably at 10 and two when he's winning games with Colt McCoy against Russell Wilson and Kyle Shanahan on the road. I said, we've this, he, we've got our guy, like say what you want about him. He may never win a super bowl, but the trajectory is, is going to be a promising one. And then things fell apart, and he got embarrassed. He got embarrassed in Detroit. He loses to Carson Wentz at home. He cannot lock up the division. And I wasn't one of the people that wanted him fired after the Rams' playoff loss. But I wasn't in the the mindset that he was going to get extended. I didn't understand that. He gets extended, and I I wrote an article about gophnx.com at the time, and I basically said, like, I understand what Michael Bidwell is trying to do. He does not want to be the Browns or the Jags or the Jets, these teams that consistently turn over personnel, admin people, coaches, head coaches, and he wants stability. And it wasn't the way you wanted the season to end last year, but Michael Bidwell has seen very few double-digit win seasons, very few 11-win seasons. And you could say that's to his own doing and, and his late father's own doing. Absolutely. But... I'm sure he's like, I will sign up for this as much as I can. And then hopefully one year we get hot, we hit on some draft picks, free agents, whatever, maybe we can win a Super Bowl. And so some may call that complacency. I do believe that they thought the NFC was going to be weaker this year. It was. They're just, they're part of that kind of garbage landscape of the NFC. And then this year, there's no creativity. He, he is publicly and privately feuding with his, his franchise quarterback, whom he has failed to elevate. He has not turned any homegrown offensive player into a star, and he's had four years to do it. And the imp- the input that he's had on on draft picks, players like Andy Isabella ha- have not gone well. So I Trey McBride, yeah, Trey McBride. It's unfortunate, and I'm not ready to write off Trey, but it's not going well this year. Right. It just this year he's feeding into everything that that we thought, or outsiders, I guess thought that he was that I would staunchly defend against. I think that that's yeah, it's worse because now you have no flexibility with your cap because Kyler's extended and you've got a GM that can't draft well. Right. 
and and that plays into it. That that's a variable right there. That that plays into, you know, can can we succeed? You know, and, and obviously you have to. You would hope that both would be gone, right? As far as, as far as Kaim and Cliff, but they both think those extensions, and we we see play out very uh, on every Hard Knocks episode that there's there's a, a relationship that's stronger than Oak <laughs> the, with uh, with Bidwell and, and Kaim. Um, and, and you would hope it, if, if a move is going to be made that, that it, it, it's in the form of cleaning house, as far as this, this, the, 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 the trio, the brain trust, and obviously Michael Bidwell's not going anywhere, but that those two would, but I, you know, when I look at where this really truly went awry, where, where Cliff, where, where things really started to change was that Detroit game, because before that you know, as you mentioned, like he's winning games with Colt McCoy. He goes two and one. With I was Colt. in Chicago when Colt, yeah. when Kyler and Hopkins came back. back. It was like, oh, yep. we're, we're back. We're, we're doing our race. thing again. Yep. They crush him. Kyler puts up a couple tutties and, and Hopkins has that big one on fourth down, plays limited snaps. And then, you know, you're turning on Andy Dalton over and over and, and you win that game running away. Um, and, and then, you know, the Detroit game comes and what what they did to them defensively and how they just they took that game over from the very you know the opening kick it was it, and then there was the blueprint and, and the rams followed that and it was just it was ugly from it's been ugly since there hasn't there hasn't been any move to counter what's happened to and how player teams are playing the cardinals since then and what what's the what's the record now 5 and and 12 or no five and 13, 13 yeah. in the last 18 games. I mean, and, that's and lucky to win a couple of those five lucky. Yeah. It could have easily lost the Raider game. Right. I mean, the saints game got tight in the fourth quarter. There were games that they definitely could have blown almost lost that Dallas game last year. I mean, the only convincing win you've had has been the Rams game. Yeah. I have a really bad Rams team. Really bad. And you mentioned that Broncos team. I, I couldn't believe that to see that they are averaging less points than that 2018 Cardinals team. That that was such a bad team offensively into that Russell Wilson is making his type of money running that offense. I mean, that's that's unreal, right? And you know what what's interesting? I thought about it too, is like we we have our reservations, we have our skepticism as far as Michael Bidwell having the ability to pull the plug on this thing. Right. There, there is like a sense in you that you're like, Oh man, like, is he, is, is he going to just because he inked these guys and, and he's not going to do it all the time. Dominates right, my not, life. Right. <laughs> but you think about that 2018 season and, and the things that this organization traditionally didn't do, they did fire the coach after one year. They did pivot off a first round quarterback after one year. They have done things that go against the grain of what this organization traditionally does. So that should give you some sort of hope, right? Hope that they're going to make the right decision and and move off of a bad thing. Because I I think, you know, where it comes down to Cliff Kingsbury, it wasn't something the end of last season wasn't damning enough to fire him after a playoff appearance, winning 11 games, right? That would have been, I think irresponsible set a precedent that around the league, you would be sending to coaches that are available that even if you do succeed, it's not enough. It's almost like an entitled sec fans thought of what success is, right? It's not the Arizona Cardinals. 
have a realistic idea. But it is the equivalent of you might not have cheated on somebody, but you sent a text you shouldn't have sent, right? And you got to fix things, right? Or there's no smoking gun. If you're in the court of law, there's no smoking gun. But the evidence, it's not great. It, 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 could, it could put you in a world of hurt. It could put you behind bars, uh, depending on how you sway the jury. I mean, and, and you're talking about 12, 12 of your peers, you know, six of them already were swaying one direction. You know, it just takes a few bad performances for them to, to put, you know, throw you in the, in the clink and throw away the key. Don't you think? And, and then now, yeah. now the evidence is overwhelming, right? And now you, you I don't is know. It? As far as. I, 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 I think that they're going to play up the injury factor, which I don't agree with. Yeah. I think the Trump card, and I, I said this on Twitter today. I think the Trump card is your egregious performances at home and yeah. neglecting fan base One like, at home since last November, right? One like, win. The, the on the field product hasn't been great. You're not getting blown out every week. And I, I know Michael Bidwell thinks this team is talented, more talented than it actually is. But I, I just, your fan base is, is on the break. It's on the break, breaking, breaking point with you. Yeah. You're, you're having trouble selling tickets and you've got opposing fan bases taking over your stadium. That only really used to be play the Niners. You play the Cowboys blue blood franchises that did that to you. Now it's the Seahawks coming in and they're taking up, you know, three fourths of your stadium, two thirds of your stadium. Blue jerseys. I saw, I, I I thought LA chargers were, and there's a big, there's a, especially on the Western side of the state, there's a, there's a ton of chargers fans, but I, I did not expect to see that on Sunday. Obviously, it wasn't a full house, uh, but there was way too many power to blue jerseys in there. Um, it, it just should never happen. And, you know, I, I've got received DMs like, please share this home record tweet because, you know, and we do. We love, yeah, we love to, to go to these games and we can't, you can't continually in good faith subject your hard, the hard earned money of, of fans with this data that shows you that you can't, nobody wants to go see there's, there's a very small chance. You're going to see a win at home. Very small chance at, under the, the current circumstances. Uh, how, how big a role does your franchise quarterback kind of play into that? How big of a role does your franchise quarterback play in potentially landing a big name head coach? We'll get into it. Uh, but I got to tell you about our friends over at OGs. Loving OGs. You can pop an OGs nighttime gummy. It's going to help you get to sleep and stay asleep. It's also delicious tasting. It's the Aquaberry flavor. They've got all the incredible flavors that you're going to want. There's something for everybody. They've got the orange cream sickle, which is their most popular. They've got all the uh, tropical flavors. Check out all their products that you can find from OGs, your Arizona cannabis kitchen at ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com. O-E-G-O-G-E-E-Z brands.com. Follow them on Instagram. You feel like, uh, you know, if you feel great, there's as far as what you need to use them for and what they can do for you, there's something for everyone. Someone, you know, can use OGs, great stocking stuffer. Got to be 21 years or older. You can also find them at your local dispensary. Love OGs and love being partnered with them for the foreseeable future. Also have been loving our world cup 
watch parties over at Four Peaks. Now, there's rumors that we're going to continue as far as the knockout round because the U.S. today had an electric win over Iran, 1-0. They advance, it looks like, and uh, the crowd there at Four Peaks, it, it was unmatched. And then there's a big game on for Mexico on Wednesday. It's a must-win matchup for them in order to advance to the knockout stages. You can catch all the World Cup watch party action for free at Four Peaks with the PHNX Sports crew. Enjoy beer specials, giveaways, guest appearances, more. $3 kilt lifters, wow wheat pints for 3 bucks as well. U.S. and Mexico World Cup matches, that 22-foot screen. You got Mexico, Saudi Arabia on Wednesday, November 30th, noon kickoff, 11 a.m. The watch party kicks off. Register to link or register to get your free seat in the link in the description. Four Peaks OG's World Cup can't beat it. Uh, you can beat the Cardinals. Uh, you can't beat Four Peaks. But this Cardinal team uh, turns out well, very beatable in uh, 2022 and uh, the end of 2021. Uh, Kyler Murray taking shots, not quite as many as Cliff Kingsbury, but I think like leeching on to like Cliff Kingsbury's demise is not trendy anymore because of their four and eight record and people have made up their mind. This has been a very polarizing year for Kyler Murray in 2022, dating back to the off season. And now I think he's losing even some of his staunchest defenders. Now we're still of the mindset on this podcast, very pro Kyler find somebody to make it work. And I think that that is the other shoe to drop with this Kingsbury issue. If you're Michael Bidwell, you got to know based on the relationship, whether you, I, and I do believe Michael probably thinks that Kyler is somewhat in the wrong, but you're in bed with him. You, you paid him 180 million guaranteed $230 million total. Like he, you're not moving off of Kyler Murray. So you need to do your best to find him a new manager, a new head coach, a new leader that can come in and get the most out of him. That should be your, your biggest priority. It's your biggest investment you've ever made with your franchise. So I, it, it's just funny. We, we were talking off air about you know, Colin Coward, host of national show, always been in Kyler's corner, has now pivoted hard right, continually says on his program, Bo, I don't know if you've heard this, that the owner hates the quarterback, and, and he's good friends with Steve Kime, that being Colin Coward. So you know that's probably coming from Steve. Um, it, it just, they, they I, I don't, I do understand where Michael is coming from because he was the one who insisted that that clause was put in Kyler Murray's contract. Mm -hmm. But in in the end, you signed the deal, you agreed to it. So now I don't, I don't really like the mindset of yeah, Cliff's a liability, but we've got a Kyler problem. No, you've got a problem of mismanaging people. It starts at the top. Don't blame your employee when you've enabled them maybe to have some bad habits and but when we were talking on Monday shows, is Kyler probably likes his routine. You, you mm-hmm. told us your experience with Cliff and Kyler is, for the most part, they're cordial, but Kyler gets to do what Kyler wants to do, and that's, that's mm-hmm. not a good precedent. They've done it since day one. We've heard Larry Fitzgerald talk about it kind of behind the scenes that they've rolled out the red carpet for Kyler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there wasn't enough. I thought that Kyler, we saw one of his best performances on, on Sunday, and a lot of people I agree. acknowledge that, you know, three total touchdowns you know, two in the air and then one on the ground. Uh, obviously you, the, the biggest, you know, offer, you know, thing that you can take away from that game is the, the fourth and one play. And obviously what he called was that, that the team was, was fucked schematically because of what the charges were able to do defensively. And he's thrown off his back foot on a scramble drill to Deandre Hopkins. And it's picked off by Derwin James. And it's the, it's really, 
the worst play of the game for him. And it's, and it's under a microscope because the team lost in the end of the day. And I think that, you know, Kyler Murray needs to eat. I don't expect him to play perfect football, but as far as in, in those huge, those big situations, fourth and one with his skill set to be able to get the job done and, and provide something a little bit better than what he did on that play. Um, and, and you need somebody to push him to, to be more, uh, have better tools to work with at that point in, in that situation, right? He needs to be, no needs to know exactly what to do in that situation, whether it's audibling, whether it's calling a timeout, whether it's just running with, with, uh, with James Conner, I don't know what it, it may be, but I think Kyler Murray doesn't need another guy. That's what's best for Kyler Murray. What's best for Kyler Murray is for somebody to challenge him and, and, and take his game from good to great. And, you know, I don't know if it's, it's Sean Payton. I, mean, I don't know if that's something that could uh, like butt heads too much, but, and it's going to be a fine line. It's, it's not like you can just say, Hey, this guy would be perfect for him. And, and let's just, let's just do that. I, th- I think that it is a unique personality where he is introverted and he is also, you know, by all reports, you know, pretty, pretty blunt, which I don't think is the worst thing. He's just to the point that's everybody works with people like that. Right. I, I feel like in my own life, sometimes I am, my own relationships. I just want people to know what I'm talking about and I'm not trying to like lead them astray. Right. And, and Kyler's just to the point and he's going to tell you what he wants to do. What he wants to do ultimately is succeed. So you, you just need to find somebody that's going to give him the tools to do that, lead him to a spot to where and put him in a situation where he is growing his intellectual intellectual um, part of his game. So, um, I just, I don't know. I, I don't think that people view this when they look at this franchise, it, it's got it. Nobody's going to say, I don't want to work with Kyle Murray. I really don't get that sense. I mean, obviously people have the reservations, but there's what the national media is portraying him as. And I think the perception of him is a bit unfair, but I think as far as the, the, the athlete that he is, the quarterback that he is, and, and as far as the, the player that it'll be for a coach is, is good enough to, to get it done. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I I think people look at the numbers and the fact that he had success with Cliff Kingsbury as his head coach in the NFC West ought to mean something. Um, especially the biggest question was, will his game translate? He's undersized and he's, he's put those doubters to bed. I mean, I, he, he's a top 10 to 12 quarterback on most Sundays and that's good yeah. enough to win. It's good enough to win divisions. It's good enough to get you deep into the playoffs um, and if somebody takes a, a good hard look at the tape and, and they see Kyler Murray once upon a time, one of the best deep ball throwers in the NFL. And it's, it's listen, it's gone by the wayside this year. Their passing game is, you know, a shell of itself, especially vertically. There are a lot of other competing factors. Number one, Kyler's under contract. Hopefully knock on wood. He, he finishes the season healthy. And I think that that will be, you know, listen, if Cliff Kingsbury gets fired and Steve Kime gets fired Regardless of the relationship, those are two people that Kyler Murray came into this franchise with, mm-hmm. uh, especially Cliff Kingsbury. So if that's not kind of a shot to the arm for him, I you know there are people texting me that, that they think Cl- Kyler is lobbying for Cliff to get fired. I think there's probably a little bit of truth to that. Probably doesn't love him as his head coach. Might might not actively be trying to get him removed. But if, if Black Monday comes around, Bo and, and both those two individuals are let go, Kyler probably will feel somewhat responsible. Not mm-hmm. totally. But it's like, man, my team wasn't good enough this year, and those two guys 
ate it because of me. Yeah. I mean, those are, as what we've heard from this organization are two guys that nobody expects to be going anywhere, at least within those walls. Obviously the, the fan base would love is already running them out of, out of town. And most of the, most of the local media, I would say. Sure. For sure. Um, but as far as, you know, those guys don't, don't seem to feel like, you know, Cliff said post game that he's not concerned about his, his job, his, his job security. And, you know, I think that would absolutely rattle the quarterback and, and send a message that nobody is, is safe and nobody should feel safe with the way that the season has gone. I mean, four and eight right now, I and mean, who knows where, where they're going to end, but nobody should feel safe with, with where they are. I mean, it, and one of those wins did not come with Kyler Murray. I mean, Kyler's right. responsible for three of the four wins. Yeah. yeah. So I th- you're, you're exactly right. Come Black Monday, if if one or both of those guys is sent packing, it, he's it's not going to be like, yeah, okay, don't let the door hit you. It's going to be like, okay, I could be next. If, if, I don't, if I don't get my shit together, I could absolutely be next and, and be sent out of the door. If I'm not part of the solution going forward, they're going to send my ass out of here next. I can tell you, if they go big fish hunting for a head coach, and they absolutely should, and we will hold them accountable, the fan base, this show, this podcast, that they should go for the best and work their way down. Kyler Murray's going to have to be involved in those conversations with a potential head coach like Sean Baton or Jim Harbaugh. They're going to want to talk to Kyler Murray. And and Kyler Murray's going to have to put on his, hopefully his Sunday best and come ready to talk football and and help sell them on this franchise. I would hope so. I would hope he's 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 part of that recruiting pitch because you're you're linking yourself to him. You can't move him. I would I would hope you wouldn't want to move him, but I would hope you would you would want to fix the problem. There are no problems, by the way, with underdog fantasy. Uh, underdog fantasy, one of our favorites. It does it does fantasy different. Listen, Bo and I were tired of the year long fantasy. My counterpart may have to sit at a Waffle House for 24 hours um, because of year long fantasy. Not probably. It's looking like it will happen. Pending, pending an upset in our year-long fantasy league. But thankfully, he and I both dabble on underdog fantasy daily. And guess what? Hires, lowers, NBA, NFL, daily fantasy, my friends, is the future. It's where it's at. The future is underdog fantasy. Get started now. Go to underdogfantasy.com. Download the app. Sign up with the promo code PHNX. Guess what? Underdog fantasy is going to double your first deposit up to one hundred, one hundred dollars and you are in business. That's underdogfantasy.com. Download the app today, Bo. That's right. Download that app. And also, if you're trying to get yourself to the next Cardinals game, which is Monday Night Football, Johnny, you can get yourself some pretty sweet tickets these days for not a whole lot of money. Didn't you say they were like $12 tickets the last time the Cardinals were at State Farm Stadium? Yeah. I mean, just just slightly above single digits. Yes. Yeah. Talk about trying to incentivize getting the State Farm Stadium a team that's won one game in the last in the, since last November. Well, I'll tell you what it is. Game time app and their incredibly low prices to a Cardinals game. You can save up to 60% on game day. I think that number might be a little bit higher. Game time's like, man, we got to change the copy on this one with a four and eight team. But you can mm. go watch. You can go watch Kyler Murray play some football. You can watch DeAndre Hopkins catch passes. You can go watch one of the, the maybe the goat as far as NFL coaches on the sideline. There's Bill Belichick and his cut-up hoodie. Why not go sit, take it in for yourself? Take your kid for the first time. Get to a professional football game using the Game Time app. Or if you're just over it, you want to go to a concert. You want to go see a stand-up comedian that you love. 
Well, use the Game Time app. I went and saw Nate Bergazzi a couple months ago. Use the Game Time app. Got great seats for a great price. Had a great time. Upcoming games, concerts you want to go to, save up to 60% on tickets when you buy tickets last minute. Best way to support us is buying the tickets through the link in the description here on the podcast, wherever you find podcasts. Game Time app or GameTime.co. Get your tickets to the next event you want to go to. My marriage is hanging on by a thread, assuming I can get Lizzo tickets on game time. I uh, I opted not to buy tickets when they released for May. Where is she playing? I don't know. Some venue here. I don't know the spots. It's a big one. I mean, she's she's an arena. Yeah, yeah. Woman. I'm counting on game time. Game time affiliates, please help me out. My wife sent me a link. It wasn't like through game time. Said, no, wetting that out. Like. Like betting the under in a game on DraftKings, you were just going to be sweating that thing out until the very end. Lizzo and I are going to be sweating that night for different reasons. Um, all right. So let's talk about the state of this fan base. Uh, Bo <laughs> sent me a video oh, on man. Instagram from the Cardinals account. I'm going to let Bo give you a play-by-play. But the comments of this video, it's it's laugh-inducing for us because thank God like our comments are like this, but it it's our brand, which is great. I, we love you all. But, Bo, give me a play-by-play of what you witnessed on Instagram. So we, we just wrapped our show about Sean Payton and his uh, his nostalgic take in his his relationship with the Arizona Cardinals organization that dated back to their uh, their, their Illinois days, right? They're yes, doing yes. training camp in Illinois. And um, so we're talking a lot about this team moving off of Cliff Kingsbury, and I fire up old IG just scrolling and I see Ron Wolfley, their, their color guy for their radio broadcast. And he's talking in the camera and it's a paid advertisement for AZ Cardinals from tide. And it says Ron Wolfley wants to know what you, it would take for you to wash your hashtag lucky Jersey. Let us know in the comments for a chance to win with at tide laundry. And it's the, the first reply. It's unbelievable. Uh, if Cliff and Kime get fired, and hire Sean Payton and promote Adrian Wilson. I'll give you my firstborn child. Uh, the next <laughs> comment is firing Cliff and Kime. I mean, it's just firing Cliff, shiring, hiring Sean Payton. It, there's no such thing as a lucky jersey when you're four and eight. I've tried everything. Fire Cliff and Kime. I mean, it's it's like every other one is a fire Cliff and Kime. It's not three-fourths of the comments. I'm sure there's social media managers like, do I have to do this? I know exactly what's going to happen just the shit storm that's going to come in the comments from this. Would they ever consider, I think we could get to a point if they keep both of them into this off season, let's say the Cardinals end up with five or six wins and they have a presser at the end of the year and they spit the fact that they have to be better. There's, there's word they're going to bring in an assistant head coach to help cliff time vows to be better. They fire some scouts. Could the Cardinals like turn off the comments for an entire year? Would they just, would they cut the cord I, on Twitter and just, you just couldn't, it just wouldn't be worth it until like the following season starts where people are numb to it because I, that's, I feel like I have not seen and granted like Twitter, social media wasn't a real thing when Ken Wisnut was struggling mm-hmm. and Steve, you know, Steve Wilkes, I didn't think he was going to get fired. Um, and that was one year and that team was terrible anyway. I think most people wanted time gone. This is the first time where it feels like, and Bo, correct me if I'm wrong, like 80% of the fan base is in unison on this. Now, some of that 80% also wants Kyler gone. And to those people, it's like, it's an untradeable contract. Say what you want. Like, and you're not going to get somebody better. And this is what my always, my pushback is 
not getting somebody better than Kyler in 2023. You can get a better head coach tomorrow. You can get a better GM tomorrow. And you can help Kyler Murray and elevate Kyler Murray. Would you say this is the most unified the fan base has been <laughs> on something like this? I can't remember anything like this because Arians was beloved even toward the tail end and Kime was on Kime hired Arians and Rod Graves it was so early in the process. This is the first time I'm sure if Michael Bidwell even deals with this, this may, this may not even be on his radar, this kind of stuff, this kind of pushback. But we're living in a time now, and I think this is a, a good place to be for Cardinal fans. When my dad grew up following this team and they were inept and an embarrassment and they didn't have, you know, a GM and their 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 coaches after Don Coriel was just a rotating hot seat. Like you didn't have a voice as a fan. Right. At all. You could write in. My dad would tell me you write into your local newspaper and maybe it would get published. And that was like sticking it to them. Right. But now it's like even since 20, 2008 and, and beyond, really, I, I kind of consider like. Michael Bidwell got to pick Ken Wisenhunt and Rod Graves was the GM kind of in Wayne. So like since Michael took over and mm-hmm. who's been Michael's head guy, like I feel like this is the most vocal the fan base has been able to be when dealing with something like this and you just can't ignore it. And I think that's a good place. That's a good, that's a healthy place for any fan base to be where you feel like you have a voice. Cause mm-hmm. I, I don't know if this is, if they finish the year like this winning one or two more games, and just an embarrassment on and off the field. I don't know if you can go into the off season like this for seven months. The the stench of this team right now, it's it's inescapable. Yeah, like you can you can turn comments off all you want, or you know figuratively, like you could you can get off Instagram, you can get off Twitter, you can get off Facebook, you can surround yourself. You know, Cliff said I think on the Hard Knocks that he, he has people pretty much go through even fan mail to make sure it's it's nothing too brutal. Cliff can do that because he has one job. Michael can't do that. When your players are 21, 22, 23 years old, all of them are on social media, all of their brands are built through that, they see it. And and it gets through to the walls of that organization. And it's it's not sustainable when there's there's such an uproar for this to happen, for, for there to be a change made. And yeah, I, I don't know if like, I don't know if they would try to pan off, pawn off a, a like helping Cliff with the offense or they would get a cod, a Codwell, something we called for this offseason is something like that. Like a Jim Caldwell ask hire. <laughs> no, it's, it's not enough. I, people would be like, they know where they, they have Google maps. They know where the facility is. They would, they would pick it. Wouldn't they? Right. Am I reading? You have no this. It's one thing for the Packers to 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 have an upheaval. Organizations who have credibility, and we love the Cardinals. They don't have credibility to be able to sustain something like this. When you are a laughing stock in your own town with your fan base, and then you turn around, you look at the media, crushes you nationally. When was the last time? Can you remember of a, a, a situation where? You know, locally, nationally, everybody knew the guy was out and he came back. Is, is that like I can't think of where somebody held him in the position where they just nobody told you to extend them, Michael. That was your decision. That was not the dis- no one no one forced you to do that. Why did you do that? Because now it feel it does feel like that is the 
underlying factor. And thank God Ian Rappaport on Pat McAfee said, typically when you get extended, you're safe, at least for that second year. But that that doesn't apply here because there's so many other combative elements. Like this is a different situation. Like th- there was no, there was no national media members that were willing to buy into what happened this off season and, and really pick the Cardinals to return to the playoffs. There, there might've been, there, there was some outliers. There's maybe like one, right? I would say like 30% that I saw picked them to win a wild card. You run it back. Seven playoff spots. You run it back. There's not going to be a single person picking the Cardinals no matter what they do. Right? There's, would have, it would be him, Michael, and Michael, Steve, and, and Cliff would have to lock themselves in an office for six months yeah. and operate like us against the world. And by us, like you're not including your fan base in that. Mm-hmm. Like I, It's the perfect time to clean house, as you said, time and time again, to rebrand I mean, you talk about perfect time because you've teased it already, Michael. Rebrand, new uniforms, tweak the mascot a little bit, get people fired up again, and 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 t- and get some credibility back, get some respect back because you've. I, I like Michael Bidwell. I think he's a good owner. I think he's done a lot of good things for this franchise. He's in a he's in a cold cold spell right now. Mm. Not having a good year with this team. That's okay. We all have bad years. But don't double down on bad decisions. Fix it. Eat it. Yeah. Eat the money. Eat the decisions. And um, you'll we're going to have some fun tomorrow. Uh, Wednesday, we're going to be breaking down who we think would be five, our five choices for Cliff replacements. We're, we're going to, it's not just Sean Payton watch anymore. We are going to give you, and, and probably pretty. I wouldn't say, I bet we might have a couple of the same names, but I definitely feel like I've got some outside the box names already on my list. Can't wait to unveil it. Yep. I think we'll have maybe two names that are the same. And then, and then we're all kind of doing our own thing. And you know what? I don't, new is new. New is good. Uh, new bets on DraftKings are good, by the way. National NBA boost going on right now, friends. Listen, the Cardinals are a hot mess disaster. The Phoenix Suns are not. Devin Booker scoring points by the plenty. And you can benefit utilizing the DraftKings same game parlay. And guess what? Right now, listen to this sweet deal. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up with promo code PHNX. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game. Get $100.50 back. $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code PHNX. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details. I want to also talk to you guys about more furniture, the official furniture company of PHNX, one of our favorite partners. And guess what? Right now, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, it's going on. Save up to 50% off during Cyber Week at More Furniture. Check out morefurniture.com. Furnish your whole house. If you watch us, which you should, at uh, PHNX on YouTube, you will see the plethora of comfy chairs, couches, etc., all coming from one place, and that is more furniture. As Bo mentions, big-time show for the big-time fan base on Wednesdays. We look for potentially a new head coach. Check out the many works of our talented peers, including PHNX Cardinals' own Howard Balzer, as he continues to crank out quality content at gophnx.com. Slam that promo code Howard. And if you're listening to this on Tuesday, you might be able to still pick up some sweet, sweet deals at the PHNX Merchandise Locker. But regardless, become a diehard via gophnx.com. You won't be sorry. 
that you did. For Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We're back mañana. See you then. Thank you.